is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I am joined again by Eric to talk some Star Wars. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, The Tragedy. Eric, are you up for discussing some tragedy? Yeah, I was really just, I was actually like, when the titles themselves, this one was a bit scary. I'm like, all right, what's going to happen? You know, like normally, you know, what what is the Jedi, the, uh, you know, I don't even know some of the other ones. They're all kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're descriptive, but not not really giving much away. You you lead off with (laughs) the tragedy and we're all like, oh, crap. And it's funny because as soon as I saw that, the first thing that popped into my head was, is this the episode that the Razor Crest finally just can't take it anymore? I mean, Uh-oh. I didn't envision it going down the way it did, but because <laughs> I'm like, they're not going to kill the kid. They're not going to kill Mando. Like, like what, what tragedy could they possibly actually inflict upon us and not just incur the wrath of everything? And my brain went to the Razor Crest, and lo and behold... There. Well, do you think yeah. that's what the tragedy was referenced? Because I, I don't think so. Tragedy... I think okay, I was <laughs> not say, really. I was gonna say I get it, but uh, <clears throat> I mean I get that. I love the ship. I didn't have really a strong feeling towards the ship one way or the other. Going two seasons in, I'm like, all right, it's a ship, but I just kept to myself. I'm like, just get something else, you know. So, but that was me. <laughs> I mean, did you have some type of affinity with the the ship, or is it is it referenced anywhere? Is this the first time you've ever seen this type of ship? Let's let's talk I mean, about the the destruction of the ship. <laughs> sure, uh, I mean no, I've never seen anything like the Razor's Crest previously. Uh, you know, as far as I'm aware, this that's that's unique to the series, unless it's in some obscure book or comic or, or cartoon or something that I just haven't seen or don't remember. Um, I mean, I liked it. I, I enjoyed the Razor Crest. It's certainly been through a lot. Um, you know, I almost view its untimely demise, you know, almost like a mercy killing because goodness knows that thing is like held together <laughs> with, you know, Wookiee spit and duct tape at this point. You know, maybe it's all for the best, but it was kind of a shocker to see it just get flat out freaking vaporized. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, they, they, they took that sucker down. And I mean, when he's going through the ashes and stuff, you, you, you saw that obviously the Beskar staff is, you know, yep. Beskar's no joke. Because I actually thought, I said, man. Good thing, uh, you know, here, here's a spoiler. Good thing Boba Fett got in there and got his uh, gear because it would have been vaporized. But then I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe it wouldn't have been. So, you, you know, Best Car could have survived the, you know, the blast. Parts the little of ball. It. Parts of it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I depend, you know, that staff was solid. So yeah. I can see why that's not going anywhere. You know, maybe if it's thinner, you know, it's a different different aspect. Um, but no, the overall, you know, I didn't. I, the ship was fine. The ship was fine. He lost everything. So right. I'm trying to think if there was anything else in there that would be worth a damn. You know, obviously he picked up the ball, and I mean we're skipping way ahead. But for the most part, right. um, I wasn't upset. I, I'm interested to see what he does now. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, apparently what, he's going to be. Apparently the he's hitching a lift with Boba. Which it was, it was, it was quite the shocker to see, you know, his ship come oh, sailing God. into view. And I was like, oh crap, I, yeah. that's this, this is for real. You know, the pre credits sequence is like, you know, previously on and they yeah. showed the sharpshooter, you know, being approached by the feet, which everyone hypothesized might be Boba Fett in the first place. Uh, you know, it's like, yep. We've okay, probably talked that, about that. <laughs> yeah. Talked, and then, then we, oh yeah. They, they did a great job disguising it. Cause you just thought it was uh, Moff Gideon. 
right? Right. Or it could be, it could have been anybody, um, you know, and then, you know, as soon as you see Slave One, it's like, oh, nah, that, oh, that's yeah. sure as heck. That is definitely Boba Fett. Um, that is not a rando clone. That is not, you know, some some other thing. That is definitely Boba Fett. And sure enough. Um, and I would say that that is definitely my my favorite part about this episode is is the the return of Boba Fett. I think they played that really well. I I'm, was just chatting with one of my, my work buddies uh, today about it's, it's awesome. We finally get to see boba fett being a badass because let's face it in the films you know he's talking he looks awesome he, he looks menacing but you don't really get to see him in action and the one time you do get to see him in action you know a blind smuggler hits him in the backpack and he gets eaten like there's not a lot going on there we finally get to see him and even without his armor he is just kicking ass left and right oh it was it was um so the iconic shot itself of the slave one coming down was fantastic the imagery of this was fantastic it came down oh yeah him coming out like i thought that was awesome the the overall you know neither one of them backed down which kept them both strong so to speak when they come and they're both blasting and and he you know resurrected uh the sharpshooter and she has a you know gun and it was like yeah let's let's chill out and then they can talk so it was pretty awesome uh, that they both seemed pretty strong. Neither one of them backed down. Similar like the Marshal, you know, like when in the yeah. first episode, that yeah. you don't really get either e- either characters being like pansies. You're like, yeah, we're gonna right. stand up and we're gonna we're gonna fight like men. Uh, so Boba Fett, you know, the, the worries I think was what made Boba Fett so fantastic was he silent. He was mysterious. You didn't know much about him, and I right. think that's kind of what everybody loved and so forth. But and you really didn't know. You knew he was a bounty hunter. You knew he'd work for money. It didn't really matter. You know, uh, right? You didn't know what his affiliation was. But I and, and so my always worry was like, all right, last year we were like, well, could Boba Fett have his own series? Because that was kind of a, a movie, so to speak. After Solo, right. we're like, could right. could we carry the conversation forward and for a whole movie and keep us interested and stuff? And and we also kind of said, well, would that kill his mystique? And the beauty right. of this episode, I think, and the beauty of the writers and the series runners and so forth, is that you kept him like he's not mysterious anymore, but yet he is, <laughs> you right. know, and, and he didn't lose yeah. anything. I felt like he only gained in terms of reputation because now we actually saw him being a badass. We actually we still have questions. There's still oh, many questions. There's plenty of questions. Him. Oh, yeah, exactly. So he's still <laughs> mysterious. He answered it, you know, like. <laughs> He, you know, uh, shows mercy on the wretched or something like that, you know. Right. So we don't know how he's alive still, but right. the, and or what he's been doing and why he hasn't, you know, and, and how he's been surviving. So, like, they still kept that aura that made him so special, oh, yet yeah. also allowed him to talk. And now we have a cup, you know, we've got to see more of Boba Fett than, than ever before. Overall, no, it's, I, it's... I mean, the, the him showing up and just the iconic moment. You knew what was going on. He's they had what twenty stormtroopers blasting at him, and he's like, "Yep, I see an open door." Yep. No, it was it was fantastic, and you know I gotta say, I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, we've seen stormtroopers get shot, get beaten up, <laughs> get oh. you know, thrown by Wookies. We've seen stormtroopers go through a lot. I don't think I've ever seen anybody hit a stormtrooper so hard that their freaking helmet shatters. That just I don't know. There's just something about that. I was like, oh shit, it is on. And yeah, he just he just rambled through and just took care of business and boom, it's done. So they were sitting there and basically the the whole 
the whole problem was the armor, right? He tracks him down. He knows he has his armor. Mandalorian isn't going to give it to him because he doesn't know that he's truthfully a Mandalorian. You know, and he said, this is given to me by my father and so forth. And throughout the episode, we still don't know if he's a true Mandalorian because he doesn't really say that. Uh, and at the very end, I think we find right. out that Django was a foundling, right? Is that the correct yep. term? Yep. Uh, so, so he's much. So, does that mean he is true Mandalorian? Does that mean Django was a Mandalorian, or is Foundling kind of like, like what we know is our Mandalorian, is not of that? I guess is it race? Well, see, and that's the thing, because it gets it's because Mandalorian is a creed. It's yeah. it's it's sort of a belief system. Now, it apparently was based on people from Mandalore. And okay. so it does sort of encompass those people, but it can be expanded to others who, you know, take the creed. So like, you know, Mando was a foundling and therefore he's now a Mandalorian. I think the idea there is Django was a foundling and therefore he's a Mandalorian. Now, what's still not super clear is that, okay, if you were a Mandalorian via foundlingness, and then you have a kid. Is that kid, you know, are they grandfathered in? I mean, <laughs> well, it gets tricky. That, well, and it's also like have a kid because that's an actual well, uh, clone, right? But not a, right, right. Not like an identical. Clone, and so, like, a clone it, that can that can right, age normally. Right, like so. It, it, I mean, and they don't really specify that. And again, I think that's fine. Like Mando, like they kind of had a deal of okay, you give me my armor, and we'll help you. We'll help you keep the kid alive. And then all shit broke. Like, they never actually agreed to that. Like, Mando never said, okay, deal. Because I kind of feel like if they were left to continue negotiating, he'd be like, no. You can help me with the kid or not, or I can, you know, fight you guys, but that armor belongs to Mandalorians and you don't get it. You know what I mean? But then all hell broke Well, at the end, yeah. And Boba ended up... Yeah. Well, that's the thing. But like at the time when they were originally discussing it, oh, like it yes. was never actually agreed on. And oh, no. Boba oh, saw an opportunity and just yes. basically grabbed it. And then once it's all said and done, he's like, listen, we had an agreement. I'm going to help you out until you get this kid back. And then he showed, you know, the chain codes and proved like, yeah, seriously, this is mine. And everybody was kind of cool with it. <laughs> oh, I mean, so, as, as should be. How awesome oh, yeah. was it, though? How awesome was it when he came when when he came into two shot with the actual oh. armor on? Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, like, it, oh, yeah, it was beautiful because like when when the marshal walks in with the equipment. You're like, nah, that's not him. But right. when he has it on, you're like, yep, that's a Boba Fett. And I mean, yeah. obviously, there's different sizes and so forth. Like, I saw screenshots online of, like, this was the original Boba Fett. This is what he looked like and blah, 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 whatever. Like, the fact is that was truly, you knew, it seemed like they made it subconsciously. When the marshal walked in, you knew it wasn't Boba Fett. But when yeah. he came out and they showed him in that gear, you knew this was. And it's like the same armor. Not, you know, yes, different build, different, you know, undershirt and stuff like that. But it was right. it was completely right. badass and was like sitting on the edge of your seat, like giddy child. Oh, almost has when we saw the baby Yoda for the first time, you know, like oh, that yeah. kind of moment for me, at least, oh. because this was, you know, this was at least mine, probably yours and many others favorite star wars character for years and we've always you know with the toys it was always having these battles and boba fett was doing all the stuff that you you know i never quite had him with a staff you know beating the the sense out of stormtroopers but boy <laughs> right he well he earned his keep you know i mean you figure boba fett got introduced 
Empire came out in 81, but he, you know, can't, they introduced him in the holiday special and, you know, as a toy before he actually ever showed up in the movie. So let's round off to say 1980, uh-huh. right? I mean, it's been 40 years of Boba-ness and we finally get to see him, you know, in action being all awesome, you know, sort of living up to the hype we all kind of had in our heads. And yeah, yeah. it definitely had an impact at least for me and clearly for you um and i gotta imagine for for most of the other folks so that was it was it was pretty awesome i mean i can probably gush about boba for the entirety of the episode but there were some other things that happened how awesome was those were those knee pad rockets did not see that coming that was pretty <laughs> sweet <laughs> yeah no i didn't didn't quite notice uh yeah that didn't know that you could do that but uh that you know they're they're pretty geared up man you never know what's going to hit you know the it was uh, it was pretty fantastic. The the entire how about the rocket shot at the end where he's oh yeah blows up a, and he's like yeah I was aiming for the other one which is just nice sense of humor but oh, you know, yeah. who knows if that's oh, yeah. true or what it is but I want to know where they get those freaking rocket those those uh, packs at they must sell those and you just kind of shove them in there. That was my thought because the marshal used one at one uh-huh. point. Um, I think maybe a couple of times in that episode and somehow it's reloaded. You know, on the Razor Crest well, when Boba gets it. So, you you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, must, there must be a, a shelf they, stock item somewhere. Well, in, you know, you, you play know. with action figures, right? So I had G.I. <laughs> Joes, and I know you didn't have G.I. Joes. Right. But G.I. Joes were universal. They had these shooting things, and they always had these little darts. And they were pretty universal. They were about the same size. You basically put them in there, spring action loaded, and you could right. use them from gun to gun. I'm assuming they, they sell these uh, in the universe. They sell those uh, like rockets and you can use them probably more so for like rocket launchers, but Hey, yeah. if you're a badass and you have a jet pack that also, you, you know, uses those. So I'm guessing yeah. that's where Mando had those. He probably went to a local shop and was like, let me, you know, up my game or he might already had them. So, you know, yeah. I, if I'm correct, I don't, does man Mando have one in the back of his, I don't think he has his one. doesn't his is yeah. just straight up jet pack. And he doesn't so. have the little visor type thing, the the that the um, antenna on his helmet either. Right, the rangefinder. That's what that little rangefinder thing is for. Oh. The two times we've seen it in use, it's Could been you. followed up by a rocket launching. So, uh-huh. see, that's that's right, what there I think you that's go. All about. So. There you go. His next yeah. upgrade. All right. Well, yeah, we could probably spend the entire episode talking about Mandalorian and so forth. I say we take a break. We come back. We actually talk about probably what the tragedy was really about. Sounds good. The destruction of the Razor Crest. <laughs> Indeed. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection justinbenline.com no personality no problem be beige and we are back well todd let me let, do you have any controversial uh thoughts on the force field known as the force in this episode <laughs> I, I don't know that i have a lot of contra- i mean this to me i think is like one of the first times we've seen that sort of a situation which again I'm all down for, you know, new stuff and groundbreaking and just because, oh, I've never seen this before doesn't mean, oh, that's wrong or that doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, the site in question is supposedly, you know, has a very strong connection with the force. So I guess yeah. it makes sense. Again, the kid being a kid and barely trained or whatever, there's some that might say, well, how in the heck is he going to know how to do that? And how is it going to be that forceful and so forth? Well, it's, it's, he's in a magic place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the force I'm willing did it to, to him. To, it's, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're all like, you know, you have to only, I mean, you have to suspend your, dis, your, your belief. You know, you like, you just right. can't, you know, now this was the first time and, and I'm thinking to myself, I questioned myself, is this only, can we see it for dramatic effects and Mando can't see it or can everybody see it? That, that was, that was my thing. Is this a, you know, you can't signify mm. a, a, a beam, you know, without showing it maybe to us, you know what right. I'm saying? More of a dramatic, a director's choice where in the spirit of it, he might not see it. Hence why he kept going after it, you know, or not knowing, but you he, know, that, that, that's a good point that I hadn't really, I hadn't really considered. Like I, I, while I was watching, I'm like, okay, he tried it once and it kicked him, you know, halfway across the plateau. You got to know it's going to do it again. And I realize you're desperate and trying to get to the kid. And so you're going to do mm -hmm. what you can. But, you know, on the third try, I'm like, dude, a hint. But you're right. If that if the, you know, the glowing pillar was just sort of for the benefit of the viewers and in, quote, real life, end quote, that wasn't a visible effect. That would make sense why he would think, oh, I can just slide in there and make this happen. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the force is you see things moving, right? You, you normally we see the force, but like it'd be different if when Obi-Wan you know, there's no, these aren't the droids you're looking for. And you saw like a magical wave go from his hand, like signifies as the force is like a gravity pool or whatever like that. Right. You know, you know, this is kind of, there would be no other way. If you just saw him sitting there, like meditating, you would be like, well, what is it? You know, and I always viewed it as you could make it as if there was a fire and you know, as closer you get, the more hot it gets, you know, right. uh, but you can right. start feeling the heat. And I think that's kind of where he was going. He started realizing, hey, when I get this close, I can kind of start feeling it. Um, it doesn't necessarily matter to me. You know, I, I didn't go <laughs> online and, and right. see if people were pissed. But, like, I can I can be a cynic when I'm watching something and, be like, and see where people are going to be like, oh, they're going to bitch about this. You know, I can right. see, you know, right. a part of me was just like, right. all right, let's see who's going to get mad that now the force actually has a physical, you know, like, resemblance. Like a, a visual component that wasn't there yeah. before. But I would say it doesn't necessarily bother me. That's why I didn't even lead up. And I said controversial because I didn't know if you had strong beliefs on it one way or the other. You and I tend not to be so uh, serious, I guess, about it. So I'm glad that you were you were kind of in the motion of like, OK, yeah, that's that's cool. You know, we've never seen this place before and we've never seen the force so strong, which where was it? It was referenced before. And this comes out with, uh, you know, at Dagobah in the in the forest. And also in that like hole or whatever that Ray visits on Luke's random planet. Right. Aren't there right. like sections that are dark and then there are sections that are light? Is that is, am I making that up or am I thinking? No, there, no, there, there, there is a there is uh, a theory and even within you know the the movies talk of you know these sort of nexus areas of the Force and one of the one of the reasons why Yoda picked Dagobah and where he was on Dagobah was because of, you know, the cave was a dark side nexus and therefore yeah. him, him being such a powerful Jedi of the light 
being in proximity to it sort of canceled it out somehow for like people being able to detect him. It was kind of worked like a cloak for him. Uh-huh. And I think that's the same rationale for, for Luke on Octu is yeah. there was that dark side nexus and therefore he could hide out there. So yeah, I kind of got the vibe. This is almost like a, a light side nexus sort of thing, the way they described it being strong in the forest and the way, you know, the untrained Grogu could just kind of hop up on there and, yeah. send out a pulse message to the universe sort of a thing so um, that was kind of my take so if if we take these two places that had dark and we say that there was light there so we take a light place so which mm-hmm. half of darth maul is uh, or, or like where, where's darth maul at here i mean i'm sure that <laughs> he's hanging out here <laughs> for some you know some evil evil sith is uh is planted to disguise am... himself on this planet yeah, I'm hesitant to comment on that just because I know Darth Maul makes an appearance at some point in, uh, I want to say, the Clone Wars, to oh, where Jesus. he did not, did not die, and I've oh. not gotten that far. I don't know anything about it, oh. and so therefore anything I say is bound to be wrong. Oh, you're so, right. If you're, if you're I'm, taking, I'm not if you're, touching Listen, that. if you're taking the list of characters that don't get enough screen time and throwing yeah. them in these places, uh, he's on that list pretty much so all right well that that's the prediction season three <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh no Darth- either, either way so what about so are the death troopers or the dark troopers or whatever they call them was that what uh you were aware of i didn't know they yes. were droids I yeah no well clue. see i wasn't sure i knew that i you know i thought that they were going to be dark troopers like i said it's a callback to a video game from forever ago yeah. and the original dark troopers in that video game were just stormtroopers, but with, you know, a little better skill set and way better gear. Later iterations of the dark troopers were droids. And apparently here they kind of jumped straight to that. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, it was it was fun for me to see them. It was fun for me to have actually predicted something and actually gotten it somewhat right. <laughs> that was a yeah. that was a fun feeling for me because. You know, we hypothesize wildly, and, you know, sometimes the things work, sometimes they don't. It was nice to be right for once. Um, we didn't see a lot of them. I mean, they just kind of flew out of the ship, ran down, grabbed him, and flew back up. Um, I'm hoping that, that in a future episode we actually get to see them, you know, in action, actually do some combating things. Oh, I'm sure um, we'll have to. I mean, this episode it was kind of like, okay, four Star Wars Iron Man, go down, pick up a baby, yeah. and then go back up. Which yeah, was fine and was cool, yeah. but that's that's the effect you're left with on those ones. And I'm I'm hoping that we get to see a little bit more more from those. And I gotta sure. think that we will. Like oh, whenever you don't just whenever the big like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I gotta think that if inevitably Mando and crew, whatever that crew ends up being, make it to Moff Gideon, he's gonna be surrounded by those sons of bitches and we're gonna see some oh. you know, some fireworks for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. There, there's gonna have to be some hardcore. Uh, you know how he's, how he's gonna re- rescue Grogu is is going to be the next you know biggest question of like, all right, what's gonna happen here? Uh, they are leaving it kind of open. I mean, what we got two episodes left, so yeah. there's there's some hardcore stuff that's gonna happen for us to be happy with the I guess the finale because I, I can imagine that he's gonna have to figure out a game plan. They don't know where these guys are. They you know at this point in time. Oh, yeah. They think the Empire's dead, and it's, it seems like the Empire is alive and well, you know, working behind the scenes. So yeah, we've got yeah, we've got Moff Gideon doing his thing, and he seems to be fairly well supplied. You know, there's talk of Grand Admiral Thrawn, which again, he's he's kind of a big deal. Like there's 
the 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 emperor's dead the empire has sort of fallen but you know just because you kill the the emperor doesn't mean everything immediately disintegrates like there's still a lot of pockets of the empire out there and apparently there's some pretty well outfitted ones that our heroes are going to have to face up against so yeah it should be pretty interesting yeah and how they find that and i mean i imagine we're going to see some of the team get together and hopefully come up with some type of uh <laughs> escape uh, aspect but uh grogu was messing up some stormtroopers so he's got oh yeah he's progressing oh yeah oh yeah no, the crap he's... Out of him, but... i thought it was interesting you know after all that they stun him and they're, they throw shackles on him and i'm like are those shackles really going to do anything for you like he moves uh... stuff with his mind but maybe i don't know i mean then uh, again you know they've never dealt with jedi maybe they think that yeah, what will else would you hinder do? him in some way i, I mean yeah, really yeah do? i don't know <laughs> Right. I mean, you, you don't really have any experience there, so it'll be interesting. Um, I will definitely tell you that they didn't just show up to this Jedi planet and do this giant, you know, uh, vortex into the sky and and expect us not to see some type of other Jedi come to help. Oh. I'm going to tell you, you got, that right you now. Figure. Yeah. It, it, so, so I'm not sure what we're going to see. I'm not sure if it's going to be a revelation. It could be a new character. It could be an old character. Who the heck knows? But when yeah. it comes down to it, I imagine we might we might get a nice dark saber slash lightsaber battle uh, in one of these episodes. And I am, uh, I'm excited to possibly see that. I can, I can get behind that. Yeah. It should be good any, stuff. So any other thoughts, uh, predictions uh, anything you would like to mention there, you know, I think it's interesting that there at the very end, he goes to Cara Dune to look and see, you know, uh, check on the Imperial or the, the new Re new Republic prisoner list. And he's uh -huh. looking to dig out old homeboy. I'm curious to see how that goes down because those two guys did not get along from the, yeah, yeah, exactly. From the get go, let alone you hoodwink me into being in prison and now you're going to bust me free and I'm supposed to help you. I'm, I'm real keen to see how that goes down. Uh, and I got to think well, that's going to be the next him. episode. No. Uh, well, you can't trust him, but the thing is you're either locked up and or you're you're out and about dealing with somebody you don't trust i, I feel like right. you'd rather be out and about you know control Probably. a little bit of your destiny yeah i don't know yeah. if i'd trust them so much it's not like they're going to be chums but then again let's no. let's face it uh, mando tried to kill uh our our boy apollo and he also yep. got in fights with uh cara dune and and everybody else and and uh, you know so or you know <laughs> now that world. you mention it <laughs> Almost all of his allies are people that he either kicked their asses or tried to kick their asses. Because you're right, he fought, he fought with, uh, he thought fought with Grief Targa. He he fought with Kara Dune. He captured uh, Fish Boy in the first episode, and he yeah. ended up helping him out here recently. Hey, yeah, you know, I wouldn't they're... mind. I wouldn't mind seeing a martial <laughs> appearance, to be quite honest. Well, so... and they 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 laid the groundwork for that possibly to be a thing. Let's, uh, you know, I he mean... he butted head with he butted heads with Bo Katan. Like, yeah, everybody he he. It was in a freaking lightsaber fight with Ahsoka. Uh -huh. Like everybody he runs into tries to kill him, and then they end up being buddies. So, welcome maybe, to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's maybe how works. Maybe Mando and Moff Gideon just need to have a good old fist fight, and then That's they it. can just team up. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm super excited. Uh, they yeah. really, you know, they make Fridays very enjoyable for me. Uh, you know, oh, yes. typically we we Toddcast in the morning, and then I go up there and I say, well, I'm not going to do anything to work until until uh, this is episode's done, and then I can get back on the <laughs> internet because you know the spoilers are go. out there always. So, oh yeah. All right. Oh, well, yeah. I don't have any other lasting thoughts. I'm excited for uh, Friday, and hopefully we'll we'll learn all this information. We'll see what yeah. what this path takes us. Yep, it's gonna be gonna be fun to watch. So. 
Well, thank you, Eric, for, for the chat today. Thank you, listeners, for hanging along while we wildly speculate about all of the things. And until next time, may the Force be with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. 